There are a ton of rookies entering fantasy football this season that are fun and exciting, but I fall in love with one every year. You're listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's talk about it. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot go with them. Can't do it. You play with me. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast. We are back. We are back. Clock Dodgers Podcast. It's your host, Neil Maligno. I appreciate you for joining me as always. Today, we are going to talk about, well, you know, you see it in the title. You see it in the title, what we're talking about. But every every season coming into the fantasy football year, I fall. I mean, I, I, there's all, all these rookies, right? I like a lot of them. They're really exciting. Obviously, you know, we, we, we all tend to uh, have our favorites, you know, the guys that we end up drafting the most, the guys that we end up, you know, rooting for the most, the guys that we recommend the most to, you know, listeners or, or, or your readers or whatever exactly it is, the content that you're, you're creating. And this year, I want to talk about the guy that I've fallen in love with that, you know, I've gotten in my dynasty drafts that I'm in. Um, I'm even drafting them in, in redraft. I like to take rookies sometimes as sleepers later in the draft. Um, or if I got to draft them a little earlier, I will. I don't care. Um, but, you know, mostly talk about for a dynasty perspective because that's where the rookies matter the most, at least when you start getting a little deeper into the into the rookies. Obviously, the high-level rookies are popular even in redraft. But, you know, there's some that are – they tend to be sleepers or not as relevant year one. So in redraft, it's not as, um, as much of a focus. But in Dynasty, which is my favorite way to play. By, by the way, every, every day, obviously, I, I talk to um, tons of people on social media. Um, mo- most of the time on Twitter. Sometimes it's in group chats or Instagram. But a lot of times it's on Twitter. And I keep finding new people who have never played Dynasty football before. Or, or, they, or they're going into their first season. And if, if, you, if this is your first year playing fa- uh, Dynasty fantasy football, it's going to be your, your favorite way to play. You will adopt it as far as your standard it'll be nothing else will come close to just this will be like your default mode (laughs) in other words you know it just is what it is you're going to find out that it's the best way to play um we also know even if you're a longtime dynasty player that the best thing to do is get as much information as possible just consume it consume it consume it consume it read it listen to it watch it watch film look at data do everything you can right watch the games Get all the way down to get down to everything. You know, I, I get down into the stuff that a lot of people don't like to get into. I get down into the storylines. I get down into the team and the coaches and what they're saying and the guy's background and you know everything. I I, I can't help it. And you can say that's crazy, you know, that's too much information, it's not necessary. Um, that stuff has not as much impact or guaranteed impact as, you know, the film will or the data will. And I really don't care because it's what I enjoy. I love it. Um, I, I really like, you know, doing those deep dives into into specific players uh, rather than look at this, you know, big, large, um, you know, scale of players. I like to take deep dives into players. And um, the one I want to talk about today is Amon same round. Fourth round draft pick, Detroit Lions. And I know he's not the wide receiver 
that you're thinking about, right? When you're thinking about wide receivers in this draft, he's just not the favorite. <laughs> For many people, he is not the top guy. He's not the highest production. He wasn't the highest producer in college compared to some of his counterparts that were in this draft. Um, he wasn't the highest drafted, obviously. I just you know said he was drafted in the fourth round. He lands on the Lions, which not everybody is excited about. And Amonra St. Brown is a really interesting case here because Amonra, first of all, you got to love the name. You got to love the name. And one of, one of the cool things when you look into, when you take that deep dive, when you look past just the film and you look just past the numbers and the data, you find a lot of cool stuff about Amonra. Number one, his background, his family. I know this is not what you know typically you're you're looking at when you're talking about fantasy, but it is what it is what I look at. It is one of the things I look at. His background, his family, how he was brought up, how he did in school. Not just football production, but how about how do you do in grade wise? What do people say about him? What are the coaches saying about him? What are the GM saying about him? What are the personnel scouts saying about him? I care about that shit. I know not everybody does. I know it's not for everybody. I know some people will tell you, hey, man, just follow the numbers. It's all that matters. Just follow the numbers. See, I don't believe that because in life, there's people, and, and this goes for everything. If you think about your job right now, there are certain people who excel at a high level at it, and they're not always necessarily the smartest or the strongest or the most experienced. Like, there are some people who just have the most you know, self-motivation, the hardest worker, the, the leadership, the drive to be a winner, um, the, the magnet that, that everyone gets attracted to when they walk into the room. There's all these like weird, you know, characteristics about people that I think matter. I know they matter. And so when it comes to rookies, it's the easiest, you know, got, it's the easiest players to look into for those things. Because there's a lot of information out on them in terms of those things. Um, and it's even what NFL teams are looking into. They care about that stuff, too, for a reason. Because it matters. It matters. Because we see these cases where, and I, I, think they, I feel like they happen more and more often, but where a player can be super talented, but the mental side of it, does, it's, not, it's not connecting. Or there are real true mental health issues or substance issues. Or um, they're just not grasping playbooks the advanced playbooks of the NFL where they don't do well with coaching at the NFL level and they're not growing up fast enough or they're getting in trouble off the field. And all these things are can be what makes a guy a bust in fantasy. There's a lot of guys that we've held on to too long, not long enough, because these other outside influences that we were that we weren't focused on ended up mattering. They ended up mattering. So it's, it's a part of it that I look at. So with Amonra with St. Brown, uh, with Amonra, it's like all that stuff is, it's all it's all A1. His mother and father, A1. Him and his brothers all alike, all hard workers, all great grades in school, all know three languages, all push hard as fuck. Their dad is a was a was a bodybuilder, bro. Like Work is not going to be an issue for him. Learning is not going to be an issue for him. So we know the background checks out 
We're not going to have off the field issues. We're not going to have these mental lapses. We're not going to have a guy who's not coachable. We're not going to have a slow learner, a guy who's slow to pick up the game. We we look at a guy like him as someone who's ready from day one. That's how I look at him. So that's why I say in redraft, sometimes these guys matter. For me, Amonra is a redraft player. I would I would actually go after. I'm not I'm not afraid that he's not going to produce in year one. And so now you ask yourself, well, with Neil, he was drafted in the fourth round. Like, does he, how can he how can you say he matters so much? I actually think he he may outproduce some of the guys drafted ahead of him because his situation is so much better to me. The Lions are added Jared Goff, right? They traded Stafford. What did Goff have with the Rams? He had Cooper Cup. It's not crazy to say that Amonra is the Cooper Cup for Detroit now, for Jared Goff in Detroit. It's not crazy to say that they want him to fit that role. It's also not crazy to say that he's capable of taking that role. He has a mentality where, if you've read the reports, I believe they came out yesterday or today, he said, I'm ready to take someone's job. Straight up. But the cool thing about Detroit is you don't really have to because there's nobody in front of you. Let me guess. Tyrell Williams? Listen, as a Raider fan, I can tell you right now, that's not going to end well. Not because of Tyrell Williams' fault. He's actually a really talented player. But he can't stay healthy. If he stays healthy, it'll be like the first time in his life almost in the NFL for a full season. So if we're looking at the possibility of Tyrell Williams getting hurt, I'm not wishing this on him. I'm not predicting this on him. But we just know it's a, it's a, it's a real possibility. I hope it's all behind him. It's totally possible. I hope all the, all the injuries are behind him. It's totally possible. Still not going to stop Amonra from producing out of the slot. You're still not going to stop Jared Goff from feeding a guy like that. Who else are we worried about? Rashad Perriman? Come on. Come on. Are we serious right now? Are we serious right now? He's a, he's, he's a big, he's, he's a down-the-field target, big, you know, explosive plays. What you hope you get from him, again, a guy who has had injury issues in the, in the past, a guy who never really hit his full potential as he was expected of, you know, coming out of college. You got Hawkinson, which is great, in my opinion. It's great. It's not a problem. I mean, every team has a tight end. Tight end's got to eat. Hawkinson's a talented tight end. I don't think he's going to take a Darren Waller, Kittle, Kelsey type jump that some may be thinking that's going to happen. I don't I don't see it. But he's still talented. So he's going to take some attention. So if you think Tyrell Williams might stay healthy, he's pretty good, you know, on deep passes and he's a big body receiver to move the ball. Then you got Hawkinson. Okay, this is another good guy. Then you got some good running backs. DeAndre Swift, I mean, last year rookie. He proved he belonged. He proved he proved, and we I mean we all expected it. We just weren't sure how Detroit was gonna handle it. New coaching in town, though. So we know the quarterback, at least for fantasy purposes, can be halfway decent, can be can be really good, can be sneaky good. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Jared Goff, but I know he knows how to and has fed receivers well. I know it's not the same offense, not the same coaches, not the same anything, but we know he can do it, right? If we look at Amonra's college production, he had, he had, he had some pretty good years, some big years. Every, everything is lined up for Amonra to have dynasty impact season one, year one. Everything is set up for him to have a 
straight path to opportunities. I'm not really sure why we're not showing him more love. I, not not us, because I'm showing him plenty of love. And when I you know tweet about him today, even um, there was a bunch of people hitting me back, you know, who felt similar, who felt the same way. So shout out to them. And then there's people who are listening who don't even play fantasy like that or dynasty like that, and they're not in tune with all the rookies who are coming out. I know some of you listening right now, you know, you're not as diehard. You're not as, you know, following it 24, seven, 365. I get it, man. Life is crazy. Life is busy. So when you get that downtime, you chase it and you, uh, you know, you take a step away. So you're back, you're reeducating yourself right now. You look at, you know, kind of just podcast. You're like, Hey, I don't need to stay up on all the time. Cause you know, Neil's going to help me out. Neil and the guys. So that's what we're doing. Amon Rossi Brown. The reason I wanted to talk about him and talk about him early into the process right now, while people are drafting before you draft in your future drafts, your your other 150 leagues that you're drafting in, <laughs> still don't sleep on him, man. Don't sleep on him because he has a really good opportunity here. He does not have any serious competition, man. Please do not give me that shit. He just doesn't. He does not have. He does not have serious competition. He has the mentality, the the skill. The ability, the track record. Everybody speaks highly of him. The maturity. He's mentally there already. There's not a learning curve as high as there may be for other guys. It's just a fact. Everyone, you know, picks things up at a different pace. He 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 seems like he's a guy, at least if we look at his track record, that you know will pick this up quick. And he's gonna make plays all over the field. He doesn't have to just be slot either, by the way. They were playing him in other positions outside. This is a great opportunity here to get a guy who, if you're, you know, when you when you look at numbers, he's not the fastest. You know, he's not the flashiest. But just wa- even if you watch his film, watch his plays, sh- show me bad stuff. Like there's not, you really can't find it. There's not every play doesn't jump off the charts like some guys. You know, you can watch. 30-minute highlight reels if you wanted to, even if you're not even looking at film film and you're just looking at highlight reels. There's some guys who got 30 minutes of it and flashy big plays all over the place and they're blazing speed down the field. I know that's not what he is, but he's going to have a clear path, little competition, a a, a quarterback who, who has experience using this position at a high level. The, it's in, the cards are just lined up perfectly. So... When we talk about every year, I fall in love with a guy, and a rookie. I fall in love with a rookie every year going into fantasy, going into the dynasty seasons, and Amonra St. Brown is my guy. 2021, 2022 season, my guy, man. He should be your guy too. I'm not saying he's the best in the whole class. I'm not saying that no wide receiver will outproduce him in this class. Don't, don't, get, don't get crazy and get carried away. But this dude is built to fucking win. Now, a guy with the smarts, the pedigree, the background, the motivation, the leadership, all the way down to the parents, to the upbringing, Amonra St. Brown is built for this shit. There's a reason he said he's ready to take someone's job today. There's a reason why he knows every player, every wide receiver that was drafted ahead of him. He's going to carry as a chip on his shoulder. He's not just talking. He means business. I'm not a Lions fan. 
I'm not painting this with some kind of bias. I'm just I'm just speaking facts. I'm just speaking facts. Get them on St. Brown, your fantasy team. Get them on your dynasty teams. Don't be afraid of him in redraft. Just, you know, obviously don't get crazy. You know, you know where it's where he's supposed to go <laughs> in redraft. But get him. Get him on your team. If your drafts are already over in Dynasty, trade for him. Get, just get him on your team. Believe in him. It's gonna happen. And it's not a guy you're gonna have to wait four years for. It's just, it's not. All right, guys. That's that that is the rookie that I'm all in on. This upcoming season. Who 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 is the rookie that you're in love with? There's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. There's so many guys with obvious, you know, from, from the obvious level to the high potential level to the sleeper level. There's guys at every at every tier that I can honestly understand why you would be enamored with them, why they would be your guy, why they're the guy you're trying to land on all your teams. I get it. I, I, I honestly do. Maybe you have multiple, a couple different ones. But I'd love to hear who you guys are all in on, like, like every draft you come out of, you want them. If you don't get them, you're a little pissed off. You're a little pissed off. Who is that guy for you this year? Hit me up on Twitter, at Clock Dodgers, on IG, at Clock Dodgers, email clockdodgers at gmail.com, or contact at clockdodgers.com, whatever one you feel like it. Um, but hit me up. I'm curious, you know, if there's a, if, there, if we got a, a band of Amon Ross St. Brown, if we got an army out here. Or maybe, you know, you got somebody else. I know the obvious ones. I know the obvious ones. If you have a little more of a sleeper one, I, I would love to hear it. But if you if it's the obvious guys, if it's the Najee Harris, if it's the Devonta Smith, I understand. I understand for days, trust me. I get why you're saying it. <laughs> it's easy to fall in love with those guys for sure. Um, but definitely hit me up. I want to I want to hear who you guys are crazy about, who you want to leave every draft with, who you are leaving your drafts with. Um, and even and, and guys that even in redraft, it's like you want them. Because I know there's some guys that are sleepers in Dynasty or that are late draft picks in Dynasty that you're not touching in redraft. But some you are. And I'm on St. Brown is mine. Hit me up. I want to hear from you. Let's talk about it. Thank you, as always, for subscribing, for listening. If you haven't hit, if you haven't hit subscribe and you just came across this episode, maybe you were searching Amon St. Brown on YouTube or on the podcast app. And you came across this episode, decided to dive in and listen. I appreciate you for that. But we got more great content. More, more stuff that you can go back and listen to or just wait for the new episodes to come out. But the best way to get that is to hit subscribe. So if you're not subscribed, we, I greatly appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't left a review yet, please do that. Five-star reviews are our Yelp. They are our review page that allows new listeners to go, I'm going to give that show a chance. I do it every day on the podcast app. Every day, I go, oh, this show looks interesting. Hmm, cover art looks good. Description sounds good. Let me see what the reviews look like. And you guys are that for Clock Dodgers. So if you haven't left a review yet, it's, it's critical. It's major. I appreciate it so much. If you can go ahead and do it, it takes two seconds. Even if you just hit the five stars, you don't even leave a description of your review. That's fine, too. And follow on Twitter, Instagram. I'll follow you back. Hit me up. Just say, hey, I listen to the podcast. really love it following you now i wasn't following you before i wasn't sure i didn't know what was going on i didn't know your twitter handle and i'll follow you back you spread the love Clyde dodge is what we do so we do i hope everything else is good on your end keep your mind right keep your head right stay positive 
And as always, be kind, be great, keep dodging.